And now, coming to you live. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody, let's sing along. Hi there. My name is Roland Sandberg, and I tune in all the way here in Finland, Europe. Lots of greetings from Finland. Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Talking Tunes. I'm your announcer, Kitty Litter. Now it's time to talk to the loon tunes of Talking Tunes. Here they are, the Talking Tunes crew. 91X, FAMA, Baja California, Mexico. Welcome to Talking Tunes 2020. All right, we're here with Pam Roberts. Are we, you're using the Pam Roberts name? Is that what I, we're doing? They're, uh, you know, half That's what people know. People I was going to say, half the patients that I get still say, mm. you know, who we're we getting for a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> and my, so. my daughter-in-law actually wanted to stick around here and, and meet you because she, you know, she was well, so excited be, just to meet Mark. That would be lovely. She was a sweetheart, too. Yeah. You yeah. missed her by five minutes. And then, of course, Mark Dixon, who's been mm. uh, Mark Dixon for quite a few years. We'll just leave it at 32 years. Yeah. yeah. So... Now, we're going to start with Pam, of course, because, you know. Ladies, ladies first. first. Well, I was thinking Even beauty, though I don't know if the word ladies applies. First and but, me, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we always went with, when Jean was with us, we always went with uh, Lakeshore Morning Corps, but yeah. we were going to go with two guys in a broad, but they wouldn't let us do it. Yeah, that wasn't politically correct <laughs> at the time. Yeah. It fit, so, but it wasn't politically correct. So there you go. Okay, so we're going to, now that you figured it out, we talked about this a little earlier, so you remember exactly how you got started <laughs> in radio. You guys had help. And which one, which one do you want to leave out? I, I was like a bunny rabbit, just kind of yeah. bounced around, because I never really planned yeah. on doing it. Yeah. And yeah. the whole time that I was that I was doing radio, I mean, from day one, my dad always, <laughs> always said, um, yeah, I'll know you're serious about it, and it actually means something when you're working at MUS, because that was always his station. Okay. Yeah. That that was his level of success. That was, yeah. That was, Once you that got was there the at MUS, then you made it. Then you made it. So, so I was successful three times when I was there. You know? <laughs> wow. So he would have loved were. you. So you I was were. part-time, but so. Yeah. Anyway, so. I, um, my, my background history all the way back to school from the time that I was early enough, you know, young enough to, to really do anything was theater. So I had a lot of theater background. Um, SHN, my local radio station, Stu Nordyke owned it at the time. Um, they gave me a call one day and said, hey, would you come down and do some voiceovers for the morning show guy? And you know, I was like, well, fine. Yeah, I don't mind a bit. And went in, did that. Uh, their news director got a hold of the tape, said, wow, she's got a strong voice. I really could use a female with a strong voice. And at the time, I was working kind of part-time summers as a YMCA counselor out of Chicago. And while I was there doing the voiceovers, he said, you know, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I've been listening to this tape, and you think maybe you'd like to come in and do radio? And he, of course, says, you know, radio full-time? And, like, <laughs> and I remember looking at him and saying, I really don't want to be one of you guys. I don't think so. And he said, well, we'll pay you to train you and we'll get you back home and you won't have to keep floating back and forth to Chicago every two weeks. And I was like, well, let's see, college loan? Yeah, I could probably do that. So I, I worked there for a little bit. Um, after SHN, I wound up really, really digging it. And I had a chance to get a full-time gig in Muskegon at SHN doing big band. And while I was there, the whole Rock 95 thing came about, and we got them on the air. 
from there, I jumped. Do you remember was that year or anything? Or was that SHN that did the big band? So many years or ago, SHN played Variety. Were, were they in Muskegon too? They played Variety, which meant whatever somebody yeah. dropped off <laughs> that they happened mm. to have in the on the shelves. Yeah, yeah that's what requests. they played. Yeah, Variety. That's great. <laughs> um, when I was at when I was at uh, KBZ, we did big big band. Mm-hmm. From there, where did I go from there? I wound up working for Fred Tascone at WQWQ, and that's where I got to know some of the, who I consider to be the greats in Muskegon. Um, I had a chance to work with Bill Stevens, okay, and I had a chance to work with Cliff, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, <laughs> Cliff Martin, who I thought would just be this big guy. towering 10-foot yeah. man, and he was like 5'5", five 5'6", five, five, <laughs> and just skinny as a real. You just don't know what we look like. And that's- it's one of the fun things about being on the radio. Oh yeah, you can hide behind the microphone. You're not kidding me. But Cliff had the voice, but he had a heart that you know he had a heart as yeah. big as Texas. Oh yeah. yeah. So I was really really lucky to work with those guys. Um, where did I go from there? I went to Grand Rapids and eventually at, was working at, at KLQ. Oh, KLQ. Okay. Yep, working at KLQ yeah. with the Q Morning Zoo. Um, I would occasionally do night show, and then I would bot back and do morning show, kind of depending on what the need was. They finally uh, settled in, and when they brought Darla J in, we got her all trained and up to speed, and I jumped ship and went over to MUS. And the very first day on the air, brand new job, yeah. brand new employer, brand new partner. Had tried hiring me like over a course of like four years, three different times, when we finally came to terms. Your, her first day on the air. Yeah, she was late for work. I slept in. <laughs> and totally who was it? In. Rick Beckett called you or called me hmm. to find out how she was doing that morning. And yeah, ah, late for her first day at work. And and you guys, nice move, And this Pam. is all on the air. Mm-hmm. And you guys were like, "Do you have her phone number?" <laughs> and Beckett's like, "You didn't even get her phone number. Do you know her?" <laughs> so. See, it, she wasn't supposed to, it wasn't supposed to be Mark and Pam. No. That, that wasn't what the no. whole thing was. Because I started at MUS in 88. I don't know if you want me to go back and do my background yeah, well, before that. Yeah, because yeah, yours is vast. But um, no, I, just, I, I didn't have much of a background, actually. I went to a college in Ohio. Um, well, start off, my father was in radio and TV in Kalamazoo at Channel 3 and WKZO for years. Okay. And you know, people keep asking, oh, you can be in radio like your dad? And I was just, no, not, no way, not going to do it. I was going to school for a pre-law. And a buddy of mine, who I just saw a couple of weeks ago, um, he's my roommate. And we went downtown to the one screen movie theater in town. And they were playing the movie FM. <laughs> I saw the movie FM and I go, okay, this is cool. So we uh, went back to the college radio station, got it started up because they'd let it go dark for a while. So got that started. And the first time I got a request from a girl that said, hey, you sound pretty good on the radio. <laughs> Sold. Forget oh, law. I am God. now going to be a poor DJ for the rest of my life yeah. instead of making tons of money. Um, then it was like shortly after that, like I, uh, 1978, I got my first commercial radio gig in, in uh, uh, Northwest Ohio, WPNM. Mm-hmm. Um, very rural, rural station. Um, I mean, so rural that, um, they didn't have air conditioning or they wouldn't fix the air conditioning. So I had to have the windows of the studio open and I was doing the morning show there and 
cows would literally come up to my window <laughs> mooing while I'm on the air. You were lucky because when I was at SHN, I did afternoons. Yeah. Plus, I had to clean the bathrooms and vacuum before I locked up. Well, I got I, I got my first raise was because you know, I agreed to clean the bathrooms. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I named all the cows. I had names for the, for all the characters, and <laughs> and I, I remember sitting there going, you know, one of these days you're going to look back at this and laugh. And honestly, I look back at those days and kind of miss them because that was you know, radio was fun back yeah. then. Fun. So fun. I went from there. Yeah. Uh, you had records with Cuburn. Yeah. Oh, Cube, yes. <laughs> and, and now they don't even know that, what That was quite is. a talent, queuing up a record. I know, yeah. I know. Um, and I was there kind of on and off. I had a little stint as a truck driver for a little while, and I said, no, i got to get back into radio. Then yeah. um, eventually went to Lima, uh, started up a station there. Uh, it was called Light 105, and uh, left there. Um, <laughs> I was asked to leave there. Um, and so I talked to my dad who was still in Kalamazoo radio and I said, Hey, do you know anybody that's looking? He says, well, there's this guy named Tim Actoroff in Muskegon. He's a good guy and you ought to send, you know, tape and resume to him. I did. Tim called me back, brought us up here and, uh, um, started March 15th, 1988 at MUS okay. mm-hmm. on Giles road. At the time, we hadn't moved into the new studio yet. And Tim took me around town. He was showing me all the sites, the Blockhouse, P.J. Hoffmaster, all the way down to Grand Haven. You got to see all it. I go, this is great, but I'd really like to kind of see the radio station. So he took me downtown to the FMB Lumberman's Bank building, which is where the corporate office was. It was Greater (laughs) Muskegon Broadcasters who owned stations in Petoskey, Duluth, Duluth, Plymouth. I think there might have been another one, an AM and FM here in Muskegon. And... It was their corporate office. I go, this is fine because where's where's the where's the studios? Studios. Because where I come from was in a bank building, so I thought nothing about going to a bank. And uh, he says, oh, you want to see the radio station, huh? I go, I kind of like to see where I'd be working. So we went out there in the swamp on Giles Road, pulled up. And it was a brick building, red brick building with white trim. It still is. And I Mike, just drove by yeah, it a couple days ago. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. It really I, does. I go, oh my God, it's Santa Claus's workshop. It's still overgrown. <laughs> and it's been nicknamed that ever yeah. since. Yeah. But uh, um, I remember I almost turned the job down because <laughs> I'd worked in some nice places and this by far wasn't. This was damp. And Tim goes... <laughs> Okay, I know what you're thinking, but we're building a new place. Yeah. We're going to be remodeling a building. We're going to be moving, right. you know, shortly. And I go, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Um, but, but they really were. But a little over a year later, it was uh, Easter Sunday of 89, we moved into the facilities over on Green Street. And at that point, I didn't want to leave that old place out there on Giles Road because it had a really cool vibe to it. Um, it was like the jocks against the world, you know, as you had, it was just a neat atmosphere out there and, and, uh, we didn't want to leave it. And, uh, but we've you know been there on uh, green street well, ever since. And when you started there, who was, who was all working there? That time? Uh, at that time I took over for John Allen. Okay. Who he, he was doing afternoons when he left to go, I think he went directly to Texas or something. Um, I took his position and I was doing afternoons. The old man is down the road. 
Talking Tunes. Welcome to Talking Tunes. I'm Oscar Osbo, and we're talking with Mark and Pam. And we were talking with Mark a little bit about uh, how he got started, and who was all there when uh, when he started in 1988 at MUS. It was uh, Mike Murphy and Dan Vandermeid in the morning. Uh, gosh, who did middays? I want to say I don't know if it was Mike Lample or if it was. Um, I think it was Lample. No, who was Tim Tim Gwatz. Can't remember what his air name was. Um he was a production guy. Um and then it was me in the afternoons and then uh, um uh Susan Walkers uh, Oh Sue, okay. Who who passed Sherry Wilson. Yeah. yeah, Sherry Wilson, she passed. I remember every time she came in to, you know, after my shift she had a dirty joke to tell me. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It was like, I like this job. <laughs> yeah, I like this job. Um, you know, Tim Hachterhoff was, you know, the general manager. Um, you know, Harvey Netto loved that guy to death. He was oh, you know, on, the, on the on the board. Yeah. Um, you know, we had just a Harvey great. Harvey was always good for a joke every morning. Great he bunch would stop of people. into everyone's office. He wasn't politically correct. Um, never, never. Yeah. No, but he was awesome. Yeah, he was a great guy too. But the first day I met her was on Giles Road. We were still out there. Yeah, they because I actually got hired yeah. when you were still mm-hmm. on Giles. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the second week you were at the Green Street location yeah. was when I started. So Chris Roberts, Walt Love, he uh, he uh, was all excited because this girl was coming from Grand Rapids, and he was taking her out to lunch, and so he was showing her around the place, and I reach out my hand to shake her hand, and she stuck her nose so far up in the air and snubbed me. It's like, well, you... And the funny thing is, I don't even B-word. remember meeting him. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't. I, I know. I didn't even remember seeing him. she doesn't him. remember that. I think I was just trying to not trip on things. Yeah. And then I was uh, I was supposed to do a cushy little midday job because I was program director I think right. at that time, and it was supposed to be Mike and Pam in the morning. Right. Mike Murphy was supposed to do mornings, but Mike's wife would have none of that. No, no. So he ended up leaving. I don't know if he went to LCS or something. I believe. Um, so. Oh, hey, I worked there for a little while too. Yeah. But so I ended up I because for a period of time it was Mike and Mark in the morning. Right. right. And right. we were just too much alike that there, there, you know, there wasn't any any variety there. So that's why we wanted to bring in a, a you know, a, a female. Yeah. Fireworks. Yeah. Well, and when <laughs> when I hired her, to, you know, bring her in. I the first thing I said was, I want a partner. I don't want a giggle box. 
You know, I, if you're going to be part of this show, you're going to be part of the show. You're not just not going to be because at that time, a lot of the girls on morning shows were yeah. giggle boxes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were only there to yeah. laugh at the the male, you know, head of the the show. Which I'm only laughing yeah. if I'm making a joke. I go, I don't <laughs> usually at the male that I'm working yeah. with. You know, so. Didn't want that in, no. and we you know, the, it, it worked for yeah. you know, we figure out 22 years or something together. Yeah, that we did. Yeah, I was counting because I came in '89 yeah. and I left in '11. And at, at a period, of time, you were gone for a period of time, and you came back. Yeah, that and, was just a little misunderstanding. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not and, mine. And then in there, you know, we had Gene Gregory, made me do it. who I uh, did the morning with with the three of us. It was Mark, Pam, and Gene. Yeah. And Lakeshore Morning Corps. We actually had billboards, had our pictures up, and everything, and. and uh, and one year, I don't remember the year, but we actually um, came really close to winning a CMA award. Top yeah. five. Yeah, we were top five. We had our picture you know, in the program. Do you still have the program? I got the program. I still have the program, yeah. too. Got yeah. the program. I still have the dress. Lost out to some yahoos out of Florida, but it's like, ugh. But uh, no, that was a that was a that was a good year. You know, for it the was. Three of it us. was a lot of fun. We had a blast. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, Gene was time. Gene was a great in himself as far as he was. Yeah. He was a lot of fun. He's retired now. Yeah. Yeah. And then I left the show and left the two of them to try to fight it out on the show because oh. I went and did middays, I think, finally. And too much alike. Too much alike. Too much creative genius between the mm. two of them. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And and I found that most of the time I was doing afterwards was trying to put out fires yeah. and, and you know, you know keep like, them from back. killing each other. So, <laughs> so, but then Gene ended up, ended up leaving and uh, back to Mark, Mark and Pam for the rest yep. of the time. So that's when we. Yes. Yeah, Crazy, but all the things we've done over the years—it's amazing. Now, what, well, you... and you know, the funny thing is, we, you you put in so many years together. Like I say my ver- my first anniversary because I got married um, when I was at KLQ. Mm-hmm. My first anniversary I spent with these guys because we were doing radiothon, the, the Cancer, Cancer Society, Society radiothon. So I never had an anniversary for like the first I yeah. don't know nine. 11, 10, 9, 10 yeah. years, I guess. I never got to spend my anniversary with, which may have been a little stressful. Bit of what led yeah. to a divorce. <laughs> Could be. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, you know, Oscar, it takes over your life. It, yeah. beca- it It's not just what you do. You don't just yeah. leave in the morning and go to a job because it's not nine to five. Mm-mm. It's not even, f- f- it's yeah. not even five to five or five to four it's and you, like you can't walk around seven. town and not have people recognize you and yeah. so you, you really can't have a bad day there was one day i was in the in line at at meyer mm. and i was having a bad day i wasn't dressed well i, I looked scruffy it was terrible and the next person in line say mark having a bad day it's like oh yep <laughs> yeah and you just wind up being honest, so you but. gotta always think kind of like in today's world where you've we're probably on camera all the time. Yeah. You know, there's people that they're looking at you like, you know, just today it went out and there's, you know, people I didn't even know recognize me behind my COVID mask. Um, <laughs> oh, still knew voice. who I was. Yeah. yeah. It, it really is. It's still yeah. the voice. That's yeah. still mm-hmm. what happens. I mean, cause yeah. at the hospital, my hair is up. It's, it's up right now. It's actually really long, but you know, it's wound up under a hat. Mm-hmm. I've got a mask on. I'm wearing scrubs. I'm wearing blues like everybody else. Sometimes it's a mask and a shield. Um, you know, lead, whatever. And all you have to do is walk in and say, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and right away, the, you know, the eyes yeah. perk up and people will, that's, will that's just say, are you? That's the one thing about the you? two of you, though. You've always had that natural delivery with your, your own voice. It's not 
you didn't really hype yourself at all. Well, the biggest joke mm-hmm. is talk like you talk on the radio. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I yeah. am talking the way I talk mm-hmm. on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much doing that right now. Now, what, what led you to leave? Or do you want to discuss that? I don't have a problem with that at all. Okay. Um, I really, really loved working for Greater Muskegon Broadcasters. That that really had everything to do with my leaving Grand Rapids where it was more corporate and coming to Muskegon because I wanted to be a part of a community again um, with all the benefits you know, mm-hmm. of being a 50,000-watt station. Um, I didn't want to be a five thousand. I wanted to be on on a bigger station, right. but I but I wanted that that hometown approach. I wanted the hometown feel. I wanted that bonding, and I wanted to work for owners that really cared about the community that they lived in as well. And I I've never found owners that cared more than than GMB mm-hmm. and Lillian Boonstra. Oh, I mean, we would spend Christmases at Harvey's yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Lillian would invite us over all the time. I mean, we really seriously became family. Yeah. And um, at one point we wound up being owned by Cumulus for what a day? No, it, well, oh, we, they, they ran us for a, they ran us for a year. A year? They ran us for a year. They officially owned us for a day, and then we got switched, you know, swapped out with. Right. Um, with at that time, they were called Clear Channel. Yep. And the more time I spent with Clear Channel, I mean, they they give you a lot of tools, but what they took away, I just wasn't happy with anymore. Okay. And then when it finally came down to um, wanting to take away basically who I was, mm-hmm. um, I said. I really don't think so. And then they wanted more. We went through a, a period advertising-wise where Mark and I were doing um, were doing some ads for um, MCC, Muskegon Community College. And part of the ads that we were doing, part of it evolved into taking classes. And it's something that both of us really, really well, enjoyed. At the, at the time, you know, radio was, the, the future of radio was kind of iffy. Yeah. And we had already been seeing some of our friends and stuff being let go. And, you know, the writing well, was writing was, writing was kind of on the wall. Right. And right. we both said, okay, well, what, can, what, can we, what can we do besides radio? Sure, be a good backup. So, so. We, we both went to school. I ended up, you know, getting a degree in computer networking. She went for nursing. Yep. And so we had a backup just in case what we love to do went away. And and when they started really pulling the strings and making the the changes that neither one of us were really happy with and I know Mark wasn't really happy with it either, yeah. but I was already working at the hospital. It made it really easy to say, "You know what? I just don't think so. This just isn't working." Well, out. you were trying to do two full-time jobs and that's yeah. not easy. I was sleeping yeah. about 3 hours yeah, a night. Yeah, two full-time jobs, Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. And I think you, you probably, you know, even though I missed you, you probably you know, made the right decision. In the long yeah. run, yeah. Yeah. In the long run, yeah. But um, but it's yeah, hard to leave. It is. It really it's is. It's really hard to leave. Yeah, to this day, you know, I, I, I miss being on the air. It's all the other stuff. People would come up and they'd say, oh, man, what a cushy job. You work yeah. four hours a day, man. I wish <laughs> I had a job like that. I go, yeah, I'm on the air for four to five hours a day, but it's all the other stuff that we have to do that's actually, that's actually work. Yeah. Stuff is a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, went on the air. We actually went on. The show started at 530, but we were... I mean, we were in full swing by four mm-hmm. because there's so much gathering. There's so much that happens while you're asleep that we had to be on top of 
and we actually else woke up. We actually backed it up and started going on the air at five. We we did yeah, a five hour morning show for a while, too. which yeah. was kind of unheard of for a morning show right. because we kind of did a little survey of our own to see when we were getting the calls. We were mm-hmm. looking at ratings and everything, and we found that the Muskegon area had a lot of commuters going to Grand Rapids, going right. to Holland at the time, right. and so they were on the road a lot earlier. So we go, you know, we need to be there for them. So we opted to go on the air an hour earlier, and it was very successful doing that way. Our, Talked about it for I think probably our best ratings minutes. were in the 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. really were. And we had fun. Mm-hmm. It, it was really it was really Because nice. with us, it's all been been about the listener. And, and gosh, all the people. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. All the people we've gotten backstage to meet people. That was the part of the job that I personally loved the best, was getting people back to meet an artist when they've never met a star before. It's like I love doing that. I could care less. I could care less really about watching the show. I just want to to escort people backstage and and make their day. And that's the best part of the job for me was was to get them back and seeing people. And I still hear to this day from people saying, "Ah, remember when you got me back?" Well, I don't really, (laughs) because you know there was hundreds, maybe thousands of people I got back over the years. I mean, we and we we gave away so much stuff. One of the big ones that I still remember is is sending listeners out to California. Do you remember the guy's name? It's right on the tip of my tongue, too. Lee Ensminger. Lee Ensminger yeah. and his wife. And they were there during the fires. During the riots The riots out and there. the fires, if you remember, that the, happened the out there The ACM Awards, ago. we sent them to the, for the ACM Awards, and the riots broke out that night. And they sent us video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and About a block and a half, almost two blocks down the road where the fires were. And luckily, the guy the, that we sent them out there with was very knowledgeable, done yeah. this a lot of times, and got our people out of there into safety yeah. you know, right away. But yeah. that was that was pretty scary at the time it was. when they went out there for that um we did a lot i don't know we just we did so many things i i was on facebook yesterday and one of my friends from i mean gosh from high school junior high did this little ditty where it's like okay there are going to be a bunch of questions and you answer have you ever done this have you ever done that have you ever done and i had about nine things to add to this very simple Mm -hmm. list that i'd already answered yes to and darling kelsh who mm-hmm. was one of our receptionists. We mm-hmm. had some magnificent people in the oh, office through the yeah. years, too. Um, she came back and she said, geez, Pam, is there anything you haven't done? Yeah. I Pretty said, much well, you no. know, I said, thanks to 35 years in radio. Really? Last night I had a crazy dream about a chick in a black bikini. Mm. Oh, she looked so good, she couldn't be real. She must be a magic genie But she disappeared around the corner All I saw were three doors and the top of her bikini I made it through the first door, there was a party going on I asked about the chick, but what they said was free Chick-a-boom, chick-a-boom, don't you just love it Chick-a-boom, chick-a-boom, don't you just love it I found the bottom part behind the second door, which took me to Africa, I presume. This really far I can was screaming half crazy. I wonder what he meant Chick-a-boom, chick-a-boom 
Talking tunes. Talking tunes. I'm Oscar Osborne. We're talking with Mark and Pam. And boy, you know, you guys got to do a lot of stuff. Can you mention just some of the stuff you did? I mean, we got to ride with a lot of people out at airfare. I miss airfare so much. I mean, you got to go skydiving and skydiving. Leo Loudenschlager. Yeah, the, 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 the French Connection. connection yeah. And oh. I mean, some of these people yeah. aren't even alive anymore. Some of them. Yeah. Crashed, unfortunately. I, I remember uh, back when but, the uh, Navy would bring, um, well, they were guided missile frigates into Muskegon. And the first year, I had a bag phone. I had to pull the antenna out and whatnot. <laughs> and they asked me if I wanted to ride in with them. I said, sure. And it's like a broadcast. So <laughs> I, they took me out on a, uh, on a Coast Guard cutter. Pulled up right next to the ship. They didn't stop, which I thought they were going to do. The no. rope ladder. No. Had the big rope ladder. Yeah, I was with you on the boat. And I had to climb that damn thing and with a bag over my shoulder. And that's not the easiest thing to do. It was Look, horrible. Looking down, you're, and I got a fear of heights anyway. Looking down and seeing the rushing water, you know, just, it's like, no, that was scary. But still, it was one of the fun things to do. And we used to broadcast from the deck in the mornings. Um, yeah, USS Glover was the one that came mm-hmm. in, and I actually wound up getting engaged to one of the guys that was assigned to me, <laughs> Tom Dowdekin. Um, Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, he we both went on to marry other people, but we are still friends today, yeah. still yeah. talk to each other today. So you talk about meeting you know, some awesome people through the years. Yeah. I mean, we rode Brahma Bulls. Uh, Rode on shockwave at, at, at Double J. This this was. I wish we had video of this, or maybe I'm glad we don't. Um, at Double J, they used to do uh, uh, rodeos there on Friday nights. George and they wanted to get the three of us, Mark, and Pam, George, and Jean, the on the on the bull. Yeah, and the, it was a joke because this thing was so big, so docile that he never bucks at all. But I go, has he ever had three people on his back before? Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. And he wasn't happy. Yeah, was not happy at all. <laughs> and it, I remember Gene, the city boy, just kept yelling, "Get off! He, get off! Get he, me off this he thing!" He bailed and it hit the you know hit the fence, and uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it looked funny, but it wasn't funny at the time. But nobody yeah. got hurt. So. Yeah, it's it, speaking of funny. There was like. Uh, um, Back in the day, uh, one of the, the contests, because, you know, radio was always about contests. And people, I still hear them say, you know, 
why don't you guys do tradeo like you used to? You know, selling stuff mm-hmm. on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about cash call? The old cash call, <laughs> which was a staple in Muskegon right. for years and years, yeah. where where you would randomly pick a number out of the phone book yeah. and call it, and if they knew that hour's total. They want it. So you you were calling people who weren't necessarily your listeners. And if you remember, the police department got a hold of us mm-hmm. once, and they were actually be they were able to um, to establish a time of death for a woman who had passed, and she lived alone by the fact that she wrote down the cash call amount every single legal hour. pads okay. full of cash. Okay. Yeah. So they the guy asked me. He, so he says, "When did you down? give this last total?" And I told him, and that's the only way they can narrow down her time of death because right. she was so loyal and 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 wrote that thing down all the time. Amazing. Um, but um, it's still. I had a mother-in-law at that time that did the that exactly that. Had the radio right on her kitchen table. Yeah. Wrote it down every time she knew it was coming. At about twenty after, I think it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wrote it down every time. Uh, yeah. Cell phones were pretty much the death of cash call because yeah. you know then yeah. they didn't have numbers in the phone books anymore, right. Right. and so that pretty much ended that. But there's a lot, just a lot of fun contests and stuff it did over the years and. Remember starting up Moose Fest? That was probably the, you know one of the biggest things I was proud of was um, starting it up. Our first year was out on uh, at Malali Park. Name, name some of the name some Billy. of the people that I mean because when they when they came they were small. Yeah, but a lot Except of them became very big. Billy was our headliner. Billy Everybody Dean was a headline. Actually, Billy played Moose Fest three times. Billy Dean. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had for the first year, well, the second year of doing it was at Heritage Landing. Mm-hmm. Jason Aldean, right. you know, okay. was was the the newbie. We've had oh my gosh, um, Lambert was one too at one time. No, she she wasn't part of Moose Fest. Was no. Um, there. No, but we had like Justin Moore was there, and I got I kept track. I got a whole Hall of Fame hmm. you know list of people, and each year you know, I, I would highlight people who have had successful careers, and we always had a pretty good track record when it came yeah. because we paid them next to nothing to come. That's because we it was a free show and we had to try to keep our expenses down. Right. And uh, so yeah, it was really cool to see you know who went on. But you know, we did a lot of stuff like that with brand new artists, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to take a chance. I remember. Brad Paisley coming into the mm-hmm. studio, and the girls from Baker happened to be at the yeah. at the radio station getting at the tour. same time, getting a tour. And they chased him in. They, they chased him down the hall, and I think he wound up in the conference room or in the bathroom mm-hmm. with the door shut. Finally, you know, they couldn't get to him. Um, Dirk yeah. Bentley giving Dirk, out his has been in our giving out his email address and begging yeah. people to call him and and you know and email yeah. him and let him know what they thought. Yeah. And Garth's been in our studio. Garth's been there. Uh, Bill Engvall has been there. Oh, that was that was one of our fun mornings. Was uh, Bill Engvall was only supposed to come in for five or one one segment, so one roughly segment. fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes, right? He stayed the whole show, and then he came back again <laughs> a few years later. <laughs> he and, asked if we were doing anything and came back. And I would run into him each year at our. It's called the Country Radio Seminar mm-hmm. CRS. CRS. Basically, it's our country. Convention. Convention. And yep. I would run into him, and he would tell people, he goes, Oh man, this guy's <laughs> listeners are so cool. so cool. He says, Because, you know, they would come off the street while yeah. he was there on the air, and they would whip out their wallet. He said, I thought they were going to show me pictures of their kids. He said, No, they show pictures of their racks, you know, because <laughs> they were hunters. He said, Man, they get pictures of their racks. It's oh, the yeah. coolest. Oh, you yeah. know, because he was with the redneck, you know, you know comedy tour yeah. and everything. Yeah. But, uh, 
the people we've met over the years just it's been amazing it really and really is we had a an astronaut it was a great ride it really was yeah, we've Al, had Al warden because he had just he had just passed away yeah. in march yeah not too long ago because I, I, I was there videotaping that time too right and I, and that was really exciting because um at that time we had three radio stations all in the same building mm -hmm. and andy o'reilly who was doing mornings at the rock station at that time um was he, he, people that don't know Andy don't realize what a huge buff he is when it comes to anything aeronautical. Right. I mean, and he was just mm. flabbergasted. He was very cool. He was very cool. so we had a fantastic day, and Andy went on to spend the rest of the day in the evening. I think part of the next day with him too. Mm -hmm. um, he yeah. was just dynamite. Yeah. Who else did Who else did we have stop in from time to Little Big Town? I mean, we did a lot of concerts and free concerts all around. Did we have a um, buffalo well. in our studio? We had a, we had a baby a buff buffalo in our yeah. studio because um, out at the the racetrack they they were mm -hmm. running buffaloes against horses or something. Mm -hmm. um, they were racing, yeah. And yeah. then we also had a monitor lizard, full grown, that came into the studio. Which, if you know Tim Actroff, he likes things neat and clean. So we were worried that this that this buffalo was going to uh, leave a deposit, you know. <laughs> and as it turns out, the monitor did. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember Tim's face in the glass. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, it's just it, it was all the fun. Yeah. You never knew who was going to stop by, and we always had an open door policy. So. Yeah. Pretty much. If you felt some, like stopping in, stop in. Some great years. We, we um we went through a period where we started doing, um, fishing reports. Oh. So yeah. we got to know the bald houses and the belters, and then we started turning it into end-of-season fish fries out in the parking lot. Listeners would come over and swing through the parking lot. And yeah, because we, we'd make it a, just a whole morning about, you know, the DNR would come in and talk. Right. And yeah, it was informational, but yeah, a lot of fun, too. And people would drive through the parking lot, which is kind of a horseshoe thing, and in one air, in way, and up, went out the other way, and they'd get some fish and go on their way. I think but, the great thing about everything that we did was the fact that it was all about our community. It was all stuff that, um, that people that were either passing through the community, whether they were doing concerts, doing shows, doing tours, you know, doing theatrics, mm -hmm. um, or people that lived in our community that did things that you never knew they did. Um, yeah. We just, you know, we always had that open door policy to just bring people yeah. closer to each other and kind of get the joy of being in the middle of all of it. People have often asked me, like, you know, well, why didn't you go anywhere else? Why didn't you, you know, go to the big time? And I go, why? You know, why? I got here. Everything I love to do is here. Yeah. Great place to raise a family. The people, and I still to this day stand by the fact that we have the best listeners anywhere. Still. They were so, so loyal. Yeah. There was one time we actually considered going somewhere else. Pam twisted my arm for us to put a, uh, send a tape and resume to Phoenix. And we almost got that job. And then we got another offer from Washington, D.C. Yeah. And then we got offers to syndicate. And yeah. we said, you know what? We can't just mm -hmm. we can't just go neutral mm -hmm. and do a show that fits anywhere. Because right. we're all about being local. Our show only fits here. Yeah. But in all well, the years... I, we, I, I might argue with that a little bit. I mean, you guys could syndicate, I think. But mm -hmm. I understand when you're... You have to give up a lot. Oh, yeah, right. And I don't mm -hmm. think that either one of us in all the years that you, we spent talking, we If just you syndicate, you can't to. make those local references right. because right. the person in another town right. don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it just wasn't it just wasn't mm -hmm. us. And yeah. you know, through the years, not only did did we support each other and become really become family and our families the brothers she never our wanted. Family. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I was always that pain in the butt little sister. Uh -huh. But I mean, we went through 
marriages together. Mm-hmm. We went through births together. I just told her I had my best and worst years in radio with her. Absolutely. Yeah. We went through menopause together. Oh, my God. We went through mental pause. <laughs> went through her 40th together. birthday together. Yeah. OMG. That, was, that was not good. Yeah. We had strippers on my 30th, if I remember right. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but we went through deaths. Mm-hmm. We've lost parents. We've A lot of friends. We've lost friends. We've yeah. lost listeners. Mm-hmm. We've lost people that we've worked with. Mm-hmm. And... I yeah. would do it all again. Mm-hmm. I would do it all again. I mean, there were days when it hurt so much. It was our listeners that really, really yeah. held us up. You know, hmm. it was just the relationship. Yeah, the, the job helped the relationship. us. Yeah, because you know we had to put on the the good face sometimes. Because yeah. a lot of times you're having a you're having a terrible day, but yeah. the listener doesn't need to know that. But there was a lot of stuff that we were also really honest about. Well, we we talked about everything on the air. That our listeners knew our personal life. Yep. And they got to know my granddaughter Katie, you know, yep. who, who rode in the truck and parades with me and you know, and and they this knew our whole family and they, they still to this day will ask. And and Pam's parents helped out with Moose Fest every year. They became, you know, part of the the family too. Yep. It's like everybody knew. Yeah, Alan Helen. And yeah. I rode Mounted Division with the Sheriff's Department at the mm-hmm. same time because I had a horse farm. So mm-hmm. all the parades and stuff that we would do and, you know, caps that we got to know, some of them I rode with and worked with. And I, it was just uh, it was just yeah. fun. It was just plain fun. Probably the best time in my life. Mm-hmm. Can't deny that. So like for me, it was 88 through, you know, 2020. And for me, it was early. We're trying to figure out. I think it had to have been early eighty nine because you were in the new building mm-hmm. uh, until twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Well, it's and speaking yeah. of, of highlights, I think of our career. One of the one of the highlights, proud moments for me, was nine uh, yeah. eleven. Uh, I was, I think, on vacation at the time. I was home and um, was watching on TV. Pam and Jean were on the air with our guy from ABC. We were actually on hold with yeah. him waiting to do a taped interview with an artist that was there. Because we had a guy from ABC Network that was our affiliate at the yeah. time. My folks were in New York visiting friends. And he would set up interviews with stars. Not just, Wayne. Yeah, not just not just the country stars. We could, right. That was our connection through Nashville. But this was like the celebrities, you know. And, and, oh, yeah, uh, Gene Wilder. Was and then what did he, he come on the phone and said what to you guys? He, we were waiting. Th- I think we were waiting for Tracy Bird mm. that day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Gene and I were waiting. And, and he said, hey, do you have your closed caption? Do you have your TV on? Because we had a direct line with cameras from their building. Um, they had offices there in the ABC building and it faced the towers and they also had offices in the towers. And we said, yeah. And he said, keep your eye on the towers. He said, I think something just happened. Something just hit and I don't know what's going on. So, I mean, we made sure that we turned everything and Jean and I were listening to, to Wayne and watching the, the screen at the same time. And the second plane hit mm-hmm. and, and Wayne said, we have people over there. This is not an accident. We're being attacked. He said, I'm canceling the canceling the interview. We got to scramble to try and get people out of there and find out what's going on. He said, just, you know, stay on the air, stay tuned, and we're going to be in touch with you and let you know exactly what's going on. So we'll be going live with a lot of stuff. So then when we realized, you know, what happened, as a cluster, our three stations, we all got together yeah. and we, 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 
mobilized and we got out we we hit street corners mm-hmm. you know you know kind of like the old newsies did you know you know yeah. with you know taking donations and everything doing blood drives and it, it really made me feel proud as a profession because we're always here you know for the good times and to play the music and entertain you but it's those times when what do you do when that, that you feel wrong? like you really earned your license yeah. you know your license is a radio station yeah. In like another year, we had um, um, those straight line winds that went through. Power was out for the whole area, right. but because we had a generator, which was a small one at the time, barely barely kept the studio and the and the electrical room going. But it was uh, enough, and we had to keep feeding oil into it. But right. it kept us on the air, yeah. and we were there with all the emergency information that the listeners needed. And again, that's not fun times, but that's where I always felt like. That's what we're here for. But that's we're when here you, when you need us, but also when you just want to have the and, fun. And too. that's when you really knew, you know, the, the caliber of the people that you worked with when it was time for them to go home. And they said, "Nah, you know, I called home and everything's." We fine. lived there. I, I think I'm going to yeah. hang. I think I'm going to hang out. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, what we, we all need? stayed. And, and and clients and sponsors, you know, they would bring food and oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And listeners would yeah. bring food. They one of them brought like a motor home for us to to you know be Crashing. in and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it was just, yeah. just everybody Team got effort. together, and just the whole energy of that whole thing was um, was amazing the whole time. And those are like the times that I feel like I, we really were here and doing what what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, good and bad through the years. It's been a, been a great ride.
Now back to talking tunes. Talking tunes, and we're talking with Mark and Pam, and uh, well, trying to figure out whether or not uh, any radio stations around could could do the same thing as they were talking about it last segment. Do you know any radio station that could do that now? Uh, could or would? Or well, could. Could sure yeah. any station could. I mean, well, I guess would. would. I guess would. Yeah, yeah. There, there is no people to to do that though anymore. Times have changed. Yeah. Um, people have changed. Not the local, way we anyway. listen has yeah. changed. Not local. Not local. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, Clear Channel now, iHeart, uh, has the capability of of uh, running things remotely, mm-hmm. and so even if the tower came down, they had um, portable transmitters and, and antennas that they can mobilize so within an hour or two we could be back on the air even if our tower came down right. okay. um and that was unheard of yeah it was it was really kind of a cool thing that they that they had um uh, but there's just not as many djs around to do the work that we right. used to do and love to do that stuff and with pandora and iHeartRadio. People listen in a different way now. They get their news on their cell phone. You know, Mm -hmm. they get their updates on their cell phone. They socialize through Facebook. They, you know, times times have changed. We were really, really, really lucky to have kind of closed out that whole great era in radio. One of my favorite things about um, technology was when websites came around. Because because at yeah. that point yeah. I didn't have to read them damn school closings, which would take fifteen twenty yeah. minutes. Because we you know yeah well, we we, did well, we had when we were on one zero six nine we had sure. a much larger signal and we had to yeah. carry you know cover all the schools in that area Five pages and we just kept pairing it back pairing it pairing it. so then we got to the point where you know they just got accustomed to checking their website now of course they get text from their school that right. they don't have school right but but all those days you know the phone would ring do we have class? Today, <laughs> go to school. She'd get a little ticked off, to be honest. She goes, "Listen to the damn radio. <laughs> we do it four times an hour." You know, it's like, but do we have school today? But yeah, I got to stand. They, you know, they they were, you know, that's how they used how they, they used us. Yeah. And uh, we were uh, needed. Yeah, it was a necessary evil. <laughs> well, you remember KBZ days, and probably oh, yeah. as far as news goes, oh, as far as school closings yeah. and everything there, yeah. Yeah, I remember was, being at KBZ was, and watching the tubes light up one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and hoping that they wouldn't blow while I was there. I remember working at KBZ, um, and because we were way out on Pontaluna, right? Um, I actually got snowed in five weekends in a row from Friday until Sunday night, mm-hmm. where civil defense couldn't get to me and get me dug out for three days. I was the one on, on the air, and every once in a while, somebody would find a way to get in, whether it was Mike Majeski or Scott Christmas or somebody, mm-hmm. and they would bring food. But five weekends in a row, just because, you know, it's West Michigan, and we get those snowstorms, and yeah. we get those ice storms. and But by golly, you know, we hung in there and stayed mm-hmm. on the air. Yeah. Yeah, Pontaluna Road, that was quite a trip in itself uh, in, in the wintertime. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and then, of course, it was, you know, because they would call and say, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Send okay, food. well, we'll Send get food. to you when we can get to you. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be another three now, did days. You, did you, speaking of um, KBZ, did you have to start that generator, the old? One time. 
Okay. Wasn't that like from a submarine or something? It was from a submarine, yeah. Yeah. It was scary when you started it, too. It was big and noisy and... Yeah, it was scary. It was huge. It's like, really? Do I hit, do I, I just push the button? Yeah, push the button and hold it. <laughs> and pray. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I went through all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Now, you, you pretty much answered all the questions. I, I didn't have to ask anything. Well, you nice know, job, you, you guys are so good. We still good. got it. <laughs> Start another show. The only, the only thing I, there, we, the I mean, if you want to. Con- I've actually thought about getting a hold of him sometime and saying, do you think we ought to do another morning show just like yeah, a couple <laughs> days a week just for fun? Yeah. I would consider that. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Hey, this could be the start right here. There you go. Well, he's retired. If anybody's looking, I, we're available. He's retired, yeah. and I can't wait. So, yeah. I've always thought, everybody's like, well, okay, this is, you know, nursing and surgical nursing, and I'm a travel nurse, so I travel all over the country. Yeah. And um, like, what are you, what, are you, you going to retire from this? It's like, yeah, but I'm working on my third career. Uh, yeah. Who knows what that's going to be? It, you it, guys can always Zoom, too. There yeah. you go. Sure. You it it never really leaves you. Once you've got it in you, it, it, it's, it's there to stay. It really you know? is. Um, the you love, only love for radio. The, you only remember the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You only remember the important stuff, mm-hmm. the tragic times. You don't yeah. remember all the work that you had to put in yeah. before and after because um, it was just worth it. All those phone calls from record reps, oh, yeah. those were fun. I was going to ask you that as mm-hmm. far as being the PD, I mean, mm-hmm. for as long as you were. The boss. Did you did you like that? Did you enjoy being the PD? I, I loved it, um, especially in the beginning. We... MUS for being a small town station, we had a lot of clout because yeah. at the time we were what they called a dual reporting station, meaning we reported to Trade Magazine, Radio and Records, which doesn't exist anymore, and we were also reported to Billboard, Billboard. the two main things. So if I didn't play a song, that song wasn't going to make it to number one. So they would they would try to um, uh, entice me any way they could to get me to play play their music and so that we would go to uh um to see showcases of new artists like clay walker was Mm -hmm. one of them and we'd go to like vegas chicago um key west i mean we got all over the place to see new acts that was a lot of the fun stuff to get get to know the acts on a personal level before they really made it um i know pam got a chance to uh hang out with Garth backstage before he was really anybody. Um, and then I saw him every year It was mu- that. much too young yeah. to feel this damn old was his first breakout hit. He was opening he, for Reba. For Reba. Allegan. And he didn't say something to you like, why aren't you out there looking and watching Reba? And she goes, well, I'm back here talking to you. I said, I know Reba. Yeah. I, I yeah. want to get to know you. Yeah. So we sat there at the picnic mm-hmm. table and talked for a good hour while she was on and then saw him again the following mm-hmm. year and then saw him again the following year <laughs> at, <laughs> at, you know, at CRS. And the funny thing was, three years later, and I'd seen shows, but mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, bother to, to go any further than than just seeing the concert. But when I saw him at CRS three years down the road, he stood there and he looked at me and pointed at me and he went, Pam. I was like, wow, you're amazing. Mm. The guy's got this he, brain for people and faces and names. He doesn't forget people. He has a gift. The, the, the Garth's gift is that he knows that you are nervous to meet him he understands he puts himself kind of in your position of being the fan and so he takes the pressure off you he turns around starts asking you questions i have defended him to people so many times when they say uh gareth brooks you know it's just all show and it's all it's like you don't know Mm -hmm. him this man if you tell him a sad story he's gonna cry Mm -hmm. he is so genuine mm -hmm. and so rich and has 
he's mm. so approachable. Mm. I think that's what always yeah. amazed me about him. Is he, he has a he, way of making you say, feel special. Yeah, he would say to, to his people that were trying to pull him away, I'm not done yet. I will let you know. Mm. Every one of these people stood here, and I'm going to stay as long as they yeah. stay. Well, I don't care how long it is. There was, well, there was actually a story that Ranger Bob told me when he, mm-hmm. when he you remember he worked there for a short oh, yeah. time at MUS. And he said he had, <clears throat> you had dragged him along to this, I don't know, convention. That he came you guys to the same convention. Mm-hmm. I remember one talked, of his buddies was just, had, a, had a fart sound effect that he, yeah. <laughs> they would do in the elevator and watch all these people. Go, oh. but, he, but he hated mm-hmm. country music at yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. And he got to meet Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. And he was, that was the one person yeah. he was yeah. most impressed with was Garth Brooks. Because yeah. so. that was it. There's a huge line and they waited and he said he, they, he talked to everybody. And made and sure that rush. everybody, yeah. And it wasn't just, hi, shake a hand, sign yeah. something, move on. Right. And, that, and that's the way most of the meet and greets are. Is it's uh, We call it a cattle call because yeah. they'll, they'll line you up and you go through, hi, shake a hand, maybe get a picture, yeah. maybe not, and move yeah. you on. And Garth's meet and greets weren't like that. Um, no, just no. recently, well, that's a couple of years ago, um, I had a chance to uh, interview him on the radio and was sharing a story. He, I introduced him to my new wife and everything and and uh, uh, found out that you know my father-in-law was a, a union musician in Chicago because in the day if an act would come to town they had to use local musicians mm-hmm. for their band so he played like with a lot of the old guys I mean Furlan Husky and a lot of those old guys so um and we told him we have a special needs son and that was a huge Garth fan and and he says I need to meet him and bring him backstage so they took us into this side room and he just he and Trisha both just spent so much time with us and somebody comes in and they're going Garth, you know, the, the show's ready to start. He says, no, wait, I'm talking with these people. <laughs> Again, that's his gift, making yeah. you making feel you special. Like in that moment, you are the most important yeah. person in his life. And he's serious, and he remembers things. That's a it's, gift. But it's not just that he, you know, that, that he treats everyone like that. He remembers. Mm-hmm. So for him to treat everyone like that and to remember so much says that it, it mm. wasn't just an act. It's not just what he does. It's important to him. It's important yep. enough to remember. Like you, I'll defend you know? him to my dying breath. Absolutely. For Absolutely. Sure. And what what about people you've worked with? Do you have certain people that uh, you remember fondly or I can't remember all the we've we've tried over the past to 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 put together a list of everybody that's worked at MUS, just MUS over the years. Right. That's a lengthy list. Holy yeah. cow. You know, it's darn near impossible. But I you know, I gotta say probably my right right hand guy. Uh, Brian Thomas. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been there as long because Brain. he he is just he he's the rock that kind of hold that whole place together. Yeah, and you know he's been amazing. But yeah, so many people over the years. It's, it's hard to hard to pick out any other one. Lynn Grant. I, yeah. I I loved it when Lynn came in because she was that true touch of the, of the South. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean it's where she grew up. It's where she came from. I tried for years to get her to use her real voice. But she thinks, you know, being in the North and radio, yeah, yeah. take away that Southern accent. Yeah. I go, no, use it, embrace it. She never did. I know, I know. But it's like, <laughs> and then I told her, so, you know, she went through a pregnancy. I go, tell the ladies about your pregnancy. You know, it's like, that's the way they connect to you. But if you, if you open up and let them into your life, then they'll let you into their life. Their listeners are really, really forgiving. Mm-hmm. I remember my first week on the air with you, I saw a poster <laughs> of... It was Winona, wasn't it? It was the and, judge. And it was the way that she was standing there, and I said, wow, she looks just like my husband, Harold. 
Listeners did not like that. They, very well. they, they protect their artists, but she did. She had a very strong jaw. I have to admit, yeah, she did. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's just. I mean, it's it's just it's one of those things that if you were lucky enough to be part of that MUS family, then you were lucky mm-hmm. enough.
Now back to talking tunes. Talking tunes, and we're talking a little bit about uh, some of the people that you worked with in the past. We're talking with Mark and Pam. We talked about Lynn Grant. What about like DC Cavender? You remember him? Oh yeah, DC. yeah. Still friends with him. Yeah. Uh, is he still in radio, or is he? He's in Christian radio up in Traverse okay. City. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, just outside of Traverse City, okay. he's been there pretty much, you know, since he left us. He yeah. went up that way. Um. So yeah, DC, you know, Walt Love, who was the PD when I first started right. here, Chris Roberts. Um, and with a lot of these guys, we had connections to artists as well. I mean, DC, Diamond Rio, yeah. uh, were really good friends of his. They were at his wedding and, and in his wedding party. Mm-hmm. Um, Den Vogel worked mm-hmm. for us for a while. Matter of fact, Lynn Grant, Den Vogel yeah. wound up getting yeah. married, still are. His brother is is uh, um, Lynn. Lynn uh, Loretta Lynn's um, guitar player. Yeah. Okay. All so... Right. And still is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, we had a, we had an intern for a while named uh, uh, Katie Shepard. Her name now is Katie Fuller. She's married to the drummer of of uh, Florida Georgia, Georgia Line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Sean, she's from here. Sean. Yeah. They've got two kids. Mm-hmm. They've got a actually, nice little. F- yeah. They've got a nice little farm now in Nashville, and mm-hmm. and they actually met at Moose Fest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Just a lot yeah. of stories, a lot of you know, a lot of lives changed. Yeah, glad, so glad to be part of you know Muskegon Radio for all these years. Yeah. I really, honestly, can't see me doing it anywhere else. You know, this this has been home. You guys got to do a podcast now and right here in Muskegon. We'll find a way car- to make money and you try to sell. carve out the time. Yeah, try to <laughs> yeah. You know, find yeah, a way to make go. money and make and it pay know, for it. And the funny thing was, it was never about the money. No, it no. never was. No, I don't remember ever really haggling. Mm. about money yeah i mean I, you, you weren't stupid you didn't pass up a raise if you got it yeah but you know we just did what we you did always made extra money it. doing remotes yeah. instead and endorsements for places but that was yeah. the other part of my job i love you know going out and doing remotes and that was a chance you actually got to meet the people yeah. the listeners that call you every day and every and, single festival mm-hmm. every single concert Mm-hmm. I didn't know where else to be but in the MUS tent. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I tend to not go to to many functions yeah. because I don't know where to be. <laughs> I don't know where I belong anymore. You know, you get so used yeah. to having that spot and that's where you are mm-hmm. that when I go now, I mean, I really, I kind of wander around like a lost puppy. Yes, yeah, like I got to pay for concerts now? What's up with that? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not just that, but it's not having... Your place. Right. And now that our buddy Ron Van Timmeren's no longer with Celebration Cinema. Just talked to him yesterday. Yeah, it's like, you know, because he retired. Right. And I used to get free movie passes from him oh, all yeah, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got to pay for movies now? Yeah. Come well, on. I know. We had season yeah. passes all the time for My years. Because, love me for that. Because yeah. he was one of the first guys I, I met in the business because Pam, my partner, she was going to show me the ropes, you know, back in time. She goes, yeah. And I worked with Ron back I, at, K- at KLQ. She goes, yeah. I'm going to show you how to, how to scam, scam cool. cool Gifts? No, no, we can't use the we word. We can't use it. Yeah, the S, the S word. <laughs> the Stand S cool word. Yeah. stuff. <laughs> stuff. And you know, because she she knew how to you know do That's all right. that coming from Grand Rapids Radio, knew and the I, ropes knew the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On a pair of Adidas, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Make that happen. Yeah. But, so yeah. yeah. But you know, you, you work for it. Mm-hmm. You guys did a lot of um, personal commercials for people too. They. Everybody wanted you to do their spots. The endorsements, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the endorsements were fun. Yeah. So um, every once in a while, I think I still hear Max Meats. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of my old Max mm-hmm. Meats commercials. And I still go up there and shop, too, so. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, there are places that you just, you. well, you know, when I do a charter, I still get a hold of, you know, of the guys that we worked with. And that's who I book charters with. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you form those those lifelong friendships. Yeah. And it has. And, uh, you know, even though I've been out of it for a little bit now, it's like, you know. Uh, doesn't change. doesn't change. And I'm still Mark Dixon to him, even though. You know, surprise, it's not my real name. But, uh, you know, it's like, that's who I am. Yep. She'll always be Pam Roberts. Right. Yeah. And no, people will say, well, I, how, where, you know, where did you get this radio name? I said, well, I was actually working with you guys, mm-hmm. had just nicely started. Um, and it's like, okay, they're singing jingles. What are we going to do? No, no, no. Wasn't that's it? not the story. That's how was I got yours? my name. You got your name because Tim... Actually, I picked it out of a phone book. Oh, it was like the first or second time that he had mm-hmm. tried to hire me. With me, you know, they uh, jam jingles. They're the ones that yeah, always did the jingles right. and everything. And phone book. And Tim Actroff had a bunch of uh, names already sung. So he went through to see the ones that hadn't been used yet. And Dixon was one that that, uh, that fit. So from that point on, I was Mark Dixon. And mine was she so came from a phone book. impossible to say and spell that it yeah. didn't matter. So and my, my real name was hard book. to pronounce, you know, on the air too. So it's yeah. like, I was, if it I, I, when I got away from Ohio where I used my real name, because yeah. it, was, it was known locally, there's, you know, sort of the family was from. I said, if I ever get out of there, I'm going to change my name because it's just so hard to say. <laughs> and we did. Yeah. yeah you could have been Pam Z. Well, I, I think that one of the big things that led to my, my divorce after 15 years was listeners kept coming up to Harold and saying, you're Harold oh. Roberts. And he'd say, no, she's <laughs> Pam Hopkins. Hey. And I looked at him and said, you know what? I was Pam Roberts long before I was Mrs. Pam Dixon. Yeah. Yeah. So you may as well get used to it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. <laughs> but I stayed with radio. <laughs> and what our spouses call themselves? The nons. The nons. Yeah, the nons. Because they were the non, the NPs, the non personalities. The NPs, non personalities. So they had, they did their own thing. Harold and Mary, we'd all get together Mm -hmm. for whatever it was that Mark and I had to do, and Harold and Mary. Because we were always working, and they were. NPs are leaving. Yep. And usually we'd find them at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so cool. Yeah, but I mean, we all became family. You knew, you knew Walt, Walt Love, of course. Now, yeah. Why didn't he just keep that name? I mean, that's what a perfect name, Walt I know. Love. Oh. Well, I don't know. There was a guy that, that wrote an article, wrote a column in Radio and Records magazine, Walt Love. And I think maybe oh, okay. he didn't want that to be confusing. Yeah. I think he actually had a, a, a one opportunity to talk with the guy and said, yeah, I'm Walt Love. I'm Walt Love, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, Chris, I think that Chris might Roberts have been. Is, but Walt Love, what I would... Yeah. The, the, the doctor love is Dr. in. Love. You know, the yeah. problem was every once in a while it'd be, oh, are you guys married? No, yeah. we're not. We're not even related. No, yeah. it's not his name. Now, did you like the name that uh, Tim picked out for the both of you? Or did it, did uh, I did because it kind of, you know, it's Dixon kind of sounded a little country to me, like the Mason Dixon line. You know, it's kind of. I thought it kind of fit. Well, you know, when I first came to work for you back in 1990, you remember the name that Tim picked out for me? No, I think I picked it out. You know, Bo, oh, no, Bo yeah. Oscar. Bo Oscar. Yeah, that no, was Tim. Yeah, did he? It was Tim. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Bo Oscar. Yeah. Bo yep. Oscar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah I just like mine because you can pronounce it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was horrible because yeah. the worst thing about it was you you put me out at a remote or whatever to do something. I think I was with DC Cavender, mm-hmm. and I went to uh, uh, say my name, and I forgot my name yeah it's it's one of those things i had a hard time remembering that you know i had two other names that were legal 
because I I just got so used to Pam Roberts, mm-hmm. Pam Roberts, yeah. Pam Roberts. Yeah. And I actually signed a couple checks that cashed <laughs> as Pam Roberts. Yeah. The bank knew me as Pam mm-hmm. Roberts. The credit union knew me as Pam yeah. Roberts. Nobody had a hard time with it. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. You, you guys should get together, though, and do something again. Right. You want to produce like I said, I didn't. I didn't ask any questions here. You pretty much answered them all. They're all right here. That's you it. Answered them all. Yeah. We answered those and then some. Yeah. So what yeah. are you guys up to now? I, being retired, I'm I'm uh, trying to get a studio in my basement so I can do voiceover work for like you know commercials for Channel Thirteen or you know commercials for some of these people that still want me to do their their commercials mm-hmm. right. or for other radio stations. And a, a flooded out basement kind of put an end to that temporarily. For now. Yeah, for now. But it's going to come around. But I've been, uh, it's something I always wanted to do. Call me crazy, but I always knew because my, my wife still has 10 more years before she can retire, is I always wanted to drive cars for car dealerships. I said, if when I retire, I love to drive. You know, and it's not about she making does. money because you don't make a ton of money doing it, but it's like, <sighs> I always just love driving cars. So that's Everywhere what I've been, do- we I've been went, doing. Everywhere we went, Nashville, CRS, he drove, I mm-hmm. fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I just love driving. Uh. And so, yeah, I get, get out, get around, and have met some pretty cool guys doing it. And yeah, it's, it's, so that's one of the things I've been up to lately, trying to get more golf in, more bike riding in. And we, uh, we, camp a lot we got a seasonal campsite up in hesperia yes, that we, we uh, love our fifth wheel up there i and, show up every once in a while yeah. unannounced yeah well you're always sometimes welcome. announced sometimes you're always welcome yeah. but we can lock the gate so she can't get in if we don't <laughs> yeah want to. but i know the back way around now kim showed me yeah. yeah i asked him to invite me to kayaking but i haven't heard the invite yet so you know <laughs> i said i was kind of slow so that, that might have stopped him i don't know it's just really oh, nice yeah. up there it's, it's yeah, family yeah. and and the funny thing is it's family and they were listeners and mm-hmm. it's just it, it's just one great yeah. big world that keeps listeners family it, so. they're all the same thing yeah, yeah pretty much so you are going to be a nurse for uh, i i'm i'm a surgical rn so right. um a surgical RN. A circulator. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Basically, iron circulator is what they call us. Um, but I took it one step further after kind of learning all the different surgeries that are that are out there. The only thing I don't do is hearts. Um, I kind of chose not to, but I, I do everything else from orthopedics to vascular to plastics and bariatric mm-hmm. and laparoscopic in general. And I could go on and on. Urology. You now, is that it. starting up again? Uh, it is. It's starting. Yeah, it's it's definitely getting busier because you know people put these surgeries on hold for a long time, and you know there there are two things that that make that kind of a bad thing. Number one, some of these really are emergent surgeries, but people got so scared that they were more afraid to come in than they were to seek treatment. Um, the other thing is, like for orthopedics, for instance, people that need knees and hips and whatnot. Um, replaced and have needed them replaced for usually they're looking at you know eight to eleven months of getting all the information going through all of the classes and everything well then all of a sudden COVID puts another three four months on it now they're starting to favor that side really favor it so the other side is going bad you know so now they're not just looking at having to have one replaced but they're kind of looking at having to have two a little sooner than they normally would have but um, I love surgery and i I took it a little little bit further and decided that I wanted to branch out and learn more, not just be at one hospital. So I travel nurse now all over the country. And you plan I, on continuing? I don't see why not. I've worked in Tucson. I've worked in Mesa. I've worked in Tucson mm-hmm. again. 
Can you um, imagine having her as a, as a, as a nurse? Earlier her, this her, year. Her bedside manner. Yeah. Just I have has to be a riot. Way, way back, way back in nineteen eighty four, I think it was. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's and I, the funny thing is, I mean, I just got back from California too in uh, in February, right as COVID was hitting out there. I finished my contract and we got out and and got back home. But I remember one of my old algebra teachers coming in as a patient. And, and of course, the minute he turned and looked at me and our eyes met, he said, oh, God. <laughs> I said, it's okay, I'll get another nurse. <laughs> there, there, he, was having, he was coming in for a colonoscopy. There were parts of him I didn't want to see either. So... Um, but you know, a lot of lot of listeners, and you know, I pretty much go in with the same personality that I always had on mm. the air. It's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you know. But she doesn't take crap from them either, though. No, yeah. not really. Or, the, or their families. You've you had to put their families. In I've their had place to put too. families in their place every mm-hmm. once in a while. But you know, um, I think some of the things that have been awesome experiences that radio helped me with, with getting close to people, and of course, mm. growing up in the you know, in the weird twisted family that I grew up in. Um, I've, I've, I've lost four or five patients where I've been the one that's been, you know, they're holding their hand as they take their last breaths. And there's a great honor in that, you know, people put their trust in the, in the surgeons and in the anesthesiologists and they put their trust in us as well to say, you know, no matter what, there's always a risk but I'm going to be here. I'm not going to leave you alone. And, and I think that, that that kind of harkens back to the way we looked at the morning show mm-hmm. is, you know what, no matter what's going on, we're going to be here mm-hmm. and you're not going to be alone. And if I don't show up some morning, it's going to have to be something pretty darn big that's going to drag one of us away. So it, it's just kind mm-hmm. of a twist on the same sort of lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So if you have anything else you want to say, what what would you say about the the morning show and working together? Do I have to say something nice about her? No. <laughs> we hug now. <laughs> yes, we do hug we now. We do. We hug now. Mike's not a hugger. Either. Thanks to Kimmy. You know, yeah. I noticed one thing about Mark too. He's actually wearing shoes. Well, only yeah, yeah. Normally they're they flip flops. Flip flops. Do, it doesn't you kick them off. Because I was always yeah. known as like the barefoot DJ. Yeah. Always. Even in the winter, kick them damn shoes off. Always. So he hates shoes. shoes. Still do. That hasn't changed. <laughs> I think for me, you know, I always give him a hard time. I will always give him a hard time until the day he dies. But you know what? I, I have never had anyone in my life that has had my back. Mm-hmm. through thick and thin, whether he agreed with me or disagreed with me, who was never afraid to tell me how it is, lecture me, tell me when I'm screwing up, I, I, I would praise like, me when I did something right. I do have one request, though. I, I, before I die, I would love for you to at least take my advice once. I've given her advice for the time. She never takes it, but she hears, she listens to it. I divorced Harold. Yeah. I, I advise you to, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. You- <laughs> but, but no, it's, uh, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. We've, uh, you know, it's been but you got to imagine, you know, we're doing a four or five hour show. We're only talking on the air for a small part of that. We got to talk during the rest of the time. You know, we're, we're there when the songs are playing. So yep. we know each other's intimates, you know, and, uh, that's okay. Yeah. So we've it's okay. 
Yeah, we know things about each other that uh, we could not mention today. Which is really kind of funny because there are always those handful of people that be like, yeah. well, you know, the two of them might be married to other people, but uh, yeah, oh uh, well, the the yeah. but the rumor got out there too that we were married. Yeah, yeah, which was kind of the funniest thing in the world because we have always looked at each, at each yeah. other and said, "You were like the last person on my list." I am so not her type, and she is so not my type. Which I think would is not the, happen. It's the biggest part of what always made it work was we literally love each other like a brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Good days, bad days, you know, but if you come against him, you're going to have to get through me. Mm -hmm. And same thing, if you hurt me, you're going to hear it from him. And I think that that was just a, God bless me with a great relationship that that lasted my whole life long. Love the 22 years of Mark and Pam and the friendship continues. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't change a thing. Well, thank you. Thank Thank you. you. This has been great. Yeah, it was great for me, too, because like I say, I didn't ask many questions. You guys did it all. Did that make it easy? <laughs> yeah, it was very easy. We were always pretty good at just babbling. Yeah. I lost my voice and everything just because I've been sitting here. <laughs> Do you need something to drink? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> water. What fun. What fun. Now